John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John. John, what's going on today? You know. Yeah, I walked up here from down south. Yeah. Beautiful day. It's a good day for walking. In West Seattle, but it feels like the rain is going to be coming soon. I think it is going to come soon. What do we talk about, John? We talk about guitars, pedals. Basses. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We have here a Graham bass. Okay. It is a hollow body. Oh. No ethyls. I did not pick that up. That's crazy. Hand carved. I am very excited for this episode. Yeah? Because we talk to a lot of manufacturers, a lot of people who build guitars. Yeah, sure. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. But when you find one in your own backyard. Beautiful West Seattle? Yeah. Oh, crap. My neighbor is making cool shit. Yeah. We have here today in studio. Uh Uh-huh. Ian Graham. Ian, how are you doing? Hello. Doing very well. Ian showed up in a pretty kick-ass truck. Japanese fire truck. Right-hand drive. Mm-hmm. It's red, and it's got some big, wompy tires on it. It does. It's pretty great in the snow. It kind of looks like a van, kind of looks like a truck. It's perfect for me because I got enough room in the cab to store all my tools out of the weather, but I still got a bed to haul shit around and right. a rack. The Japanese lettering is still all on the sides. What did you say it says on the side of it? Nishiwaga Fire Department Troop 1 Division 3. That's so great. It's pretty good. We should post some pictures of the truck. Truck photos. I had no idea this thing was hollow. Yeah, so Ian got in touch with us. Yeah. And said, hey, I live just down the road from you. I make instruments. You want to check them out? We play instruments. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. So he said, I'll bring one over that I'm just finishing up and we can talk about it. This is a double cutaway. It's Mm. hollow. It's carved. It has one pickup in it. What is that, like a violin-style tailpiece? Yeah, exactly. One volume, one tone. 
Show me the back of that. Oh, you're going to love this, Ed. I'm ready. Oh, that's cool. Ed is noticing this icon on here that Ian carved in one piece out of ebony. And then he had to carve the relief in the body to set it in. You fit that into those triangles? Yeah. I made the little ebony piece first and then put it on there, traced around it, and with a little pin router very carefully made a cavity. It's also on the curve, right? Luckily, there's a bit of a flat space there, so it wasn't too hard to get my router in there and make it work, but it did take a fair bit of handwork. That's crazy. So if we were to describe this, and we'll take pictures too, it is a circle mm -hmm. with a square around it, mm -hmm. and the square has a circle around it. Right. Is there a significance to that? If there is, I don't remember it. Joe just told me he wanted a circle and a square and a circle, and I drew it up, and he okayed it, and I put it in there. So is this a custom guitar? Yeah, this is for uh, Joe Lally, who played in Fugazi and is now in the Mesthetics and Kariki. That's a pretty good discography. That Kariki album is great. Yeah? Yeah. How did he contact you? How did he find you? Well, I just met him at a show. Oh. Do you guys know Greg Keplinger? No, I don't think I do. He's a drum maker. He used to be Matt Cameron's tech. I got to talking to him one day, and he was just like, just take your shit to shows, man. I struggled for years, and then I got Elvin Jones to take one of my drums, and I've been all right since. Huh. You know, I got up the courage to start taking my shit to shows. That's cool. Beverages. Beverages, Ed, yes. Ian, do you have a beverage? I got a couple. I got my uh, coffee, and I know you're container-specific around here, so I brought my coffee and my favorite Van Gogh mug. Uh, oh, Van Gogh. I love it. Yeah. What else do you got and there? And I got some uh, white center tap water in an Evian bottle. <laughs> which I would say is better than the water that was previously in here myself. I think the Seattle water is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's great. Try and drink Southern California tap water. It's fucking terrible. I have not a crow mug because I couldn't find it upstairs. John and I were hunting around like it wasn't in the cupboard. We did dishes. I don't know where I put it. So I've got the George Washington University mug. Yes. John's lovely niece. Lauren. Shout out Lauren. Yeah. From George Washington University. She's got to be graduated. This is her senior year, and she has fallen in love with Washington, D.C. She might stay there. Great. I got a Waterloo sparkling water lemon-lime. You know, just one of those waters in a can. Is there a slogan? Naturally flavored. Couldn't escape if you wanted to. It's not going to end well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, John? I've got a poppy mm -hmm. probiotic beverage drink. Strawberry lemon. Do you got a black coffee? I do have a black coffee as well. Okay. So it's pretty great going to, it probably wasn't a Fugazi show. No, it was a, a Mesthetics show. That was a show you wanted to go see. Yeah. That's cool. A little bit of backstory. Bagpipes was my first instrument. When I got to be a surly teenager, I wanted to play something else that I could play in a band. And uh, wasn't really feeling it for a guitar. I think the part of me that wanted to do something weird like playing bagpipes was the same part that was like, I don't want to play a guitar like everyone else. Right. At the time, I didn't really even know what a bass was, but my sister loaned me the Fugazi album, Repeater. 
And there's sure. that song on there, Joe Number One, that's instrumental. And I was like, what the fuck is that sound? That's really cool. Picture of Joe in there playing this monstrous guitar-like thing with four strings. And I was like, that's cool. That's what I want. Somehow I put together in my mind what it was. And I remember saying to my sister, I was like, I think I want to play bass. <laughs> I think you mean bass. Yeah. She took me to trading musician and I got a cheap Indian made Lotus bass guitar with a 25 watt park amp on a deal for like 300 bucks. And I was off and rolling. The part that's cool about it to me is hearing Fugazi is yeah. what got me into bass. Yeah. Playing bass is what got me into building them because I ended up taking lessons from a guy who had a shop where he did setup and restoration on upright basses and cellos. Whoa. To go from that to building Joe a bass all seems like a nice completion of this circle. Did you learn any of that building from the upright guy? Yeah. As well as taking lessons? Yeah. So that's where this kind of tailpiece yeah. knowledge would come from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. If you're going to do something hollow, that's the way to do it. I did not pick this thing up. What does it weigh? It must be super light. It is nice and light. Yeah. I'm handing it oh to my Ed. God. Oddly enough, I ended up having to add a little bit of weight to it to get it to balance. There's some lead shot in the tail block. This can't even be five pounds. That's crazy. What's going on with the lines going down the neck? It's a laminate neck, so there's three pieces of maple and a couple pieces of wange in the middle there. Oh. To make it ultra-stable. And as well as the double-action truss rod, I got a couple pieces of carbon fiber either side of the truss rod. <laughs> this thing yeah. isn't going anywhere, Ed. What is the pickup in this? It's a Curtis Novak. Ah, <sighs> Novak. I tried my best to dial this in because this pickup is so subtle. Yeah. can do so much. I broke out the union tube and transistor optical compressor oh. to go through first and then into an Avalon mic pre. Wonderful, isn't it? If I roll up the treble and dig in with a pick, maybe. Maybe a little more of that 1981. What number is this? I think this is number six. Yeah. And this is the part I find fascinating. So you go on Ian's Instagram. Yeah. Gram underscore instruments. You can see pictures of all these bases, but then you see pictures of drums. And then pictures of fine furniture and built-in stuff. And then pictures of boats. Can you tell us a little more about your background in building generally? Yeah, absolutely. I've just always enjoyed making things. My dad bought plans for a boat when I was about seven months old and then spent <laughs> the next 20 years building it. Wow. He built a steel boat, but by the time I was helping out on the project, it was interior woodworking and stuff. And so I just grew up around that. And I grew up out on the peninsula in Port Hadlock. Port Towns and just to the north of there is Wooden Boat Central for the West Coast. There's a school there, the Northwest School of Wooden Boat Building, my alma mater. Ah. I went there right after high school. 
been working on boats ever since. I can only imagine the badassery you end up with when you're done with that. Absolutely. There's plenty of woodworking schools, but I think that one has a lot of emphasis on using hand tools. Boat building is so hand tool intensive. And is that what you do for a living? Yeah, primarily boats. I mean, I'll build furniture and work on people's houses, but for whatever reason, boats seems to be the niche that I have. So do you do boat repair stuff or are you building yeah. bespoke boats for folks? I wish I could. You know, a lot of new wooden boat building isn't happening just because of the cost of materials. Yeah. Around here, most of what I work on is these old motorboats, Chris Crafts. Right. The cool mahogany things. Do you have one? No, and I probably shouldn't. I'm so tired from working on boats in my working life that if I had a boat, it would be the most rotten piece of shit around. <laughs> the cobbler's shoes, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have time for it. What's the most of what you would do on a boat like that? You build something out of wood and then let it sit in the water for 60 years. You know, you, you end up with some rot. It's inevitable. I replace a lot of windows. When they start leaking, it goes into the cabin side, into the cabin top, into the side of the house, and kind of begins this whole shit show. So it's impossible to completely seal a boat. Yeah. Water has a way of always finding its way in. Is there ever a point at which the owner of the boat is like, screw this, I'm done, I don't want it anymore? Yeah. A lot of these old wooden boats end up in a dumpster at some point. Often the work is more than what the boat is worth. But it's kind of like a sports car or something. You're not in it right. for the investment. Chris Crafts are just sick. Yeah, they're super cool. But uh, also they're like production boats. Huh. It's not like they were made super stout. The mentality around them has changed. Like back when wood was cheap and plentiful, you'd build a boat and it might last you 20 years and you run it up on the beach and torch it and get a new one, you know. <laughs> I'm sure all those dudes in Michigan building Chris Crafts never expected them to be around. 80 yeah. years later. Right, huh. right. That's a boat. This is a musical instrument. How much crossover is there? You've got the skills to do it, but in terms of the headspace, where's the crossover? I think the crossover for me is just how everything's all connected. It's all one continuous piece. You can't look at a boat and work on it without thinking of everything that's connected to it. Have you built solid body bases? I have. Sonically, why do you build a hollow base versus a solid body? Because it has that cool hollow sound. Yeah. It sure does. Yeah. And this is a short scale, too. I didn't mention that. Yeah, I think it ended up being about 30 and a quarter. This has got to be way more work, though, than a solid. Yeah, yeah, by far. You showed me some build pictures. Imagine, Ed, you're carving out these contours with a little finger plane. <laughs> And it's carved on the inside as well? Yeah. Underneath the top? Yeah. You have a thick piece of wood. You cut it down the middle and open it up like a book. Right. Join it together. At that point, it was about an inch thick. So I cut the shape out. And then I just kind of mapped out lifts and like hogged out the majority of the material with a router. Ah. And then you just kind of connect the dots, carving it down. Tops are supposed to be graduated. So they're thicker in the middle and then kind of get thinner towards the edge. I'm not an expert by any means, but you're also kind of trying to tune the thing. When I started carving the braces and I was tapping on it, you can really start to hear it ring. Yeah. It's kind of a tobacco burst. It is, yeah. It's all nitro. Who would be on your hit list? I want to build a bass, a guitar, drums for who is it? I've kind of thought about reaching out to Matt Cameron. I know he plays a Keplinger snare and that's his thing, but he always has the wood hoops. Cameron, so drums. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I was ready for you to say shellac. That's another thing. There's a lot of players that I really like, and I would kind of love to see them playing something of mine. Yeah. But I kind of want to see shellac playing their old Travis Beans. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this hypothetical. If this turned into something, would you still work on boats? I wouldn't mind switching to instruments. You know, as I progress in age and decrepitude, it would be nice to <laughs> not be out in the weather all the time. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Working on boats can be great when it's like this. When it's February and snowing, I don't want to be out doing that shit. Are you working on boats sometimes that are not in covered moorage? Rarely, thank God. But still, it'll happen like you go down to a boat and snow's blowing in from both sides. Oh, Shout out to your sister with the Fugazi influence early on. Yeah. That is solid, solid big sister material. Yeah. Oh, totally. I was lucky. My sister's nine years older than me and has good taste. That's awesome. Have you done a fretless? I have not yet, but since you mention it, I am going to be building a fretless for Joe. Are you open to people placing orders with you? Sure. I'm open to people getting a hold of me and having me build something. I'm not comfortable with taking their money up front because it takes me so fucking long to build these things just because I have a real job that I need to pay bills. That's kind of the thing. It's like I'm not comfortable enough to just like switch to building these things all the time. Right. I would like to be. And honestly, you know, it's taken me a lot of years to feel like I was good enough to (laughs) have them out in the world. The quality is bonkers. Hey, thanks. Absolutely. Once Ian contacted us, he sent me a couple of pictures, and I was like, holy crap, look at the detail work. Yeah. Who the hell is this guy? Right. Just some dork in his shed in White Center. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounds wonderful. I like that one because I've always liked how Hofner basses sound, but I've never been that keen on the little violin shape. Not into it. So this is like a Hofner that I like. Yeah. In my mind, I'd like to be the kind of builder where if a 16-year-old kid mowing lawns wanted to save up his pennies and get a really cool guitar from me, he'd be able to do that. I don't know that that's realistic. Right. When I started playing bass, I would see SGs and be like, oh, man, I wish there was a bass that looked like that. Then I went into Zoberist one day and saw an EB3, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah. And I was that 16-year-old kid that hauled hay and shoveled horse shit and went and got it. What year would that have been? That would have been 95. Were you working there? I was. Oh, yeah. no shit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was a great store. Yeah. I, I miss it. Yeah. A cool side note here, talking about getting these things into the hands of good people. Yeah. The guys in the Mesthetics both play Benson amps. Right. Hell yeah. When they toured through here last time, Benson made like a promotional video with them where Joe's playing the solid body that I built for him. And uh, Benson was super into it. And yeah. And got a hold of me and I'm going to be building him a bass exactly like it. No way. And trade for an amp. Oh, what are you going to get? I don't know. I don't know if I want to get a bass amp or a guitar amp. I have a monstrous bass amp. I used to do some work for uh, Ben Varellen. That was a lot in trade for an amp, so I got a I got a 300-watt meat smoke, and I don't need it, <laughs> definitely, but I got it. I feel like I have bass amps covered. Maybe I'll try and get a guitar amp out of Benson. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got to say, yeah, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, Ryan, mm-hmm. but I would say to any of our listeners 
who are going to hear this episode and see these pictures, yep. you could maybe do worse than to just ping Ian and see if he would make you a Let's, thing. Don't expect it quick. Yeah. <laughs> say that. Yeah. But yeah, I want to build more and, you know, work my way out of the hard physical labor. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye. Ed. Yeah. This is a hollow body, short scale bass. Uh huh. Handmade. Right. There's only one like it. How many? One. One. And you can't have it. Yeah. It's made by our man Ian over there. Okay. Sitting in the chair. Yeah. And he's looking at you. Uh Uh-huh. Buy or deny? It's that one. Yes, buy. Buy that one for sure. Because it's like, it weighs four and a half pounds and it's short scale and it's a bass and it's got flat. Like everything about it. You know, would I want it black? Yeah. I'd probably want it black. (laughs) I'll have to show you the picture of the solid body I did. Exactly. What would I actually buy? The same answer I've given, I think, on a lot of these recent episodes. Uh I might want big block inlays. Yeah. And ultimately, that's why you talk to a guy like me. Right. A master builder. Exactly. My mom's maiden name is Baumeister, which is like master carpenter, kind of. Oh, love it. So for sure, I would put my name on a list. What's that note called on the bagpipe that's just the drone note? Is there a specific name for that? It's a drone. There's the two tenor drones. Those are B-flat. The bass drone is a B-flat, an octave lower. Okay. The chanter, the part you actually play notes on, is also tuned to B-flat, an octave higher. I could just listen to that B-flat drone note forever. My one bit of musical success that I can claim, and this is another, just approaching a guy at a show, I ended up playing bagpipes on a Swans album. No, you didn't. I did. On The Seer, you hear some bagpipes at the beginning of that song. That's me because I went up to Michael Jira to show and I was like, hey man, if you ever need a bagpiper, let me know. And he's like, let me get your number. And I just randomly got a call from him months later. And I recorded a bunch of tracks and kind of made a pipe coffiny. Yeah. What about you, John? This is a buy. Yeah. As you might have gathered from my would have bought it if it wasn't already sold. Sure. Remark. It's unique. It's impeccably finished. It plays wonderfully. And the sound is something you really don't hear every day unless you want to go buy a Hoffner, which I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can I say one more thing about it? Yeah. yeah. That inlay on the headstock I want to point out. Joe oh, yeah. is a big Sun Ra fan. So oh. that's like our homage to Sun Ra, the little pyramid yep. and sun over it. All the little details, Bespoke. right? Bespoke. Exactly. That's what you're getting. Baumeister. You get that from a Baumeister. You think Leo Fender's going to be doing that kind of custom work for no, you? No, no. Thumbs down. No. Mm-hmm. Well. What are you going to do with that bass, John? I'm going to take tons of pictures of this. Love it. But not before I thank Ian Graham for showing up. In a fire truck. In a Japanese fire truck. Yeah. How cool is that? It's pretty rad. And he's our neighbor crazy well thanks for having me on it's been fun okay i'm gonna take lots of pictures of this we're gonna put them on the instagrams Uh and all over the place because people really need to see this stuff yeah are you gonna talk at all about joe Plummer, the drummer oh joe Plummer, the drummer he's one of the cats over there at the ruinous media network of music related podcasts that's fantastic and we're part of that network we are you should go listen to some of their other podcasts yep we're heading into end of summer that picnic that they've been talking about is going to happen any day now 
Any day they're going to give us a call and like, oh, come to the picnic. It'll morph into a Christmas white elephant party. If I find out there was a fucking picnic and John and Ed didn't get an invite, I'm through the roof. Let that be a warning to you, <laughs> uh, ruinous media. <laughs> yeah. So maybe if that happened, mm-hmm. maybe keep it to yourselves. Keep it on the down low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back next week and pretend as if nothing happened. That sounds great. All right, Ed. You did a great job on it. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Ian. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Adios.